Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Bright Red the Podcast. Uh, it we're gonna actually get started, and um, because Austin FC just absolutely destroyed LAFC, number one in the Western Conference and in the Supporter Shield. So Austin FC uh, with a magnificent performance against the best team in the league, no doubt about it. And, uh, it, guys, this was a phenomenal display by Austin FC. Um, we're going to go over, we're going to review the goals, uh, some, like, key, like, um, facts about the match, some of the preview of the match as well, because I think it's important to keep keep in mind what the preview was, like, coming into the game, um, and then how, obviously, how we performed uh, during the game, so... Uh, right off the bat, I think that this is, this was Austin FC's most important game in the history of the franchise. More than the, um, you know, than the U.S. Open Cup against San Antonio, more than any other game that we've played, this by far was the most important game in our history. Um... And for for a few reasons, number one is we're playing against the hottest team in the league that has uh, Carlos Vela, um, Chicho Arango, and Gareth Bell starting. That's your front three. Now, granted, LAFC has had, uh, from what I heard in the broadcast, seven different departures and I think six different people coming into the team so there is definitely a lot of inconsistency I guess within the squad for this past month nonetheless they're the best team in the league and for me like this is one of those games where this new like rivalry is being made uh, with both LAFC and Austin FC both exciting franchises both franchises that sell out crowds, uh, very vibrant fan bases. Um, obviously, LAFC with the flashier signings, Austin FC with the more low-key signings. Um, it really has all of the makings of a great, true rivalry. Unlike some of the fake rivalries that MLS likes to make, this has all of the... All of the ingredients for a a very gen, um, not generic a very organic rivalry, and and you could tell, you could tell that the players felt it. You could tell that they wanted to, both teams really wanted to win. It was a heated match, heated match that honestly, like, I I don't know what's up with the refs in MLS against Austin FC, but holy shit, Drusi got elbowed in the face. Okay, that should have been a penalty. That should have been a penalty. It didn't even get reviewed. Okay, it didn't even get reviewed. I don't understand how that happens in MLS. How do you not have that play reviewed? He straight up got elbowed in the face. Early on in the match, too. Granted, we got lucky with Urruti not getting sent off for stepping on that LAFC player after uh, they had that bust up on the sidelines. Um, and 
I I think he also Ruti could have easily been sent off. That was that was that was dumb from Ruti. I I fucking love the guy, but sometimes he does stuff like that. But I still love him. He scored two goals. Um, he's a great player for us, and that's what makes him, you know, who he is. He's a he has a South American flair, you know. So it's part of what you get with with Argentinians and Uruguayans and and Brazilians. Like you have that flair, you have that passion. And uh, Urruti's not the exception. Now, I, I I loved the passion of the game. You could tell, like, this is going to be such a good rivalry in the next few years. This is just going to keep building and building and building. Whatever happens this season, whether Austin uh, ends up beating LAFC in the Western Conference or even to the Supporters' Shield, I mean, j- just in this performance alone, it, it was a fantastic Fantastic game. Uh, let's see here. So, Austin FC came with... I mean, LAFC had 57 points uh, coming into this game. Austin FC had 48. So, it was an 11-point difference. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, a 9-point difference uh, between Austin FC and LAFC. Guys, the, the prices of the match. I, I heard it was like... The the highest one was twelve hundred dollars for this game, uh, with the lowest ticket being available like two hundred bucks or something like that uh, prior to the game, uh, two hundred two hundred fifty bucks, which is insane, insane. But again, it it speaks to the volume of uh of of Q two of Austin of the fan base. It shows you that Austin's here to stay, man. Like it it's un- unreal, and it doesn't get talked about enough. Again, with the with the bias against Austin FC, it doesn't get talked about enough that Austin FC has had a thirtieth sellout in a row, highest in MLS history. No other team comes even close to that record. Thirty consecutive games where Q two has been sold out. I mean, Jesus Christ, right? Who? Nobody's talking about this, guys. Nobody's talking about this. Well, ESPN did. But, like, on a day-to-day, like, you don't hear this stuff. You don't hear people talking about how Austin FC has 30 games sell out consecutively. Um, What else happened? Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Like, obviously, with this win, now we're six points ahead of LAFC. I mean, uh, behind... LAFC only six points behind LAFC, six points with seven games to uh, to go. Obviously, we have the Philadelphia Union in the Eastern Conference, also getting close to the uh, Supporters Shield. This gives them a huge lift as uh, now they can have an opportunity to catch or get really close to LAFC. But we're also right there, guys. We're also right there. We're also right behind LAFC. Um, and. I mean, let's see here. I just didn't. I just don't even know where to start with this game, guys. Holy sh! I was so hyped for this game. Uh, it, I've never been this excited for an Austin FC game. I think as as close to, I think this gets close to that uh, Colorado game, Den Verde. Uh, that that like feeling that hype of the game. 
I don't think it's gotten close to that until now. And and I think today surpassed it for me. I was very anxious to play LAFC, but in a good way because I knew that we were going to put a, a good display against LAFC. I don't think I felt more prepared as an Austin FC fan than today. I've never felt more prepared for an Austin FC game than today against LAFC, the best team in the league. And I I loved when um in the press conference from Emiliano Rigoni where he gets a little cheeky and he's like I'm not scared of LAFC. You know, like we're not scared of LAFC. I love that. I love that because you could see it on the pitch. We were not scared of LAFC. We held our own, and we smacked LAFC. Now, granted, this is an Austin FC podcast. I'm wearing this shirt. I understand the bias, but objectively, like we just absolutely smacked LAFC. Big, big victory. I think, honestly, like the most meaningful victory in the history of Austin FC. Um, this is no small feat. This is very significant. We have done remarkably well uh, this game. And, and honestly, like, I, okay, I'm here to collect some checks because all I heard in the, in the, in the national broadcast in ESPN was all, you know, Taylor Twellman, everybody was just praising Josh Wolf, praising Josh Wolf that he's done a fantastic job. He's done a phenomenal job, and and God damn it, I was right, dude. I was right. I was right, and I I I hate doing this, but I love doing this. I told you guys, Josh Wolf is the right man for the job. I think in his second season, he's shown what he's capable of, and. If you if you give your coach a proper squad and your coach is talented, he can do what Josh Wolf is doing with this team. Again, like I said in my previous episode, this is not just Josh Wolf. This is an entire you know cast behind him, uh, working with him, helping him to have a successful team. And it starts with the recruitment, guys. Today, we had the depth of a legitimate team. And that's actually going to be... I'm going to go over the three key factors for the win towards uh, the end of the the episode. So I'm just going to keep that one. I already gave you depth. There's two more. Um, And I'm going to save it towards the end. But uh, depth is one of those things where a a lot of the praise is going to Josh Wolf. and, And trust me. I'm Wolf in, baby. So I I, I want to praise Josh Wolf, but I also want to praise the entire uh, ownership group and uh, the great job that Claudio Reyna has done with the recruitment so far. He had messed up in the first season. He messed up in the first season, and we talked about that. I'm not shy to to uh, to crap on, on my boy Claudio Reyna, but some of the recruitment was questionable. In the first season. I think is questionable. Such as Cecilio Dominguez. Such as Rodney Redes. Such as Tomas Pochettino. Such as mm, Johan Romagna maybe. 
I still believe in Romagna more than any other one of them. I believe more in Romagna. Uh, but I think I think our our recruitment in the first season was was not good in the designated money department, whether it be young money or DP. And I think Josh Wolf and and Reina, I think they learned their lesson. They learned their lesson. And this season, oh my god, it's been so much better. And it, it just shows on the pitch, man. It, it shows on the pitch. Okay, so we went from we went from having to play Jared Stroud and Rodney Redes to having to play Ethan Finley and Owen Wolf. Now, on paper, you might say, okay, there may not be a big difference. There is a big difference between them. Owen Wolf has been a fantastic player. Let's give credit where credit is due. Owen Wolf has been a great addition to the team. He's been a great surprise. And now with Rigoni, oh my, we destroyed LAFC with Ethan Finley on the right-hand side. Ethan Finley is one of those players that he, he kind of strikes me as like a Jarrett Stroud, but much better. He's a workhorse, you know, like he, he puts in the work. His end product is just not there, uh, but he's a he's a good addition to the team, and so far, I think he's been a um, a fine servant. You know, like on the right hand side, without Diego Fagundes being there, I I think Ethan Finley has somewhat held his own. I still would like honestly to see Owen Wolf uh, more in that role, but Ethan Finley just has a lot more experience and 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 uh, maturity on on that right-hand side. I just wish his end product was a little bit better. But with Rigoni uh, uh, coming into the team, I mean, we're absolutely going to destroy. We're going to destroy. We're gonna, you're going to have Rigoni, Driussi, Fagu, Urruti. I mean, game over, dude. Game over with those four. Behind, you're going to have Ring and Dani Pereira. Danny Pereira has improved so much in this past few games uh, this season. He had a one-on-one battle against Carlos Vela early on in the match. And it was one of those moments where uh, Carlos Vela tried to take him on. And uh, Danny tried to keep up with him. And I, it, it was one of those moments where I thought he would have picked up a yellow card. And he didn't. He held his own and he beat Carlos Vela. One-on-one. It's just... For me, when I saw that, it was just one of those moments where I knew that he's maturing. I I know that he's listening to the coach. And you could tell because everyone just kind of like uh, encouraged him after that play. And just kind of gave him that, that kind of like uh, assurance that he did the right thing and he's learning. He's learning. He's a young kid. He's learning a lot. And so you have the wonderful Danny Pereira, Alex Ring behind the front four that I just talked about. And then on the back line, you have a really solid back line with uh, Gallagher. Gallagher was an experiment, guys. Gallagher had played left back for Atlanta United in the past. When Josh Wolf tried that with with Gallagher, uh, I remember Twitter was just shitting on Josh Wolf for trying to get too, too cheeky, too creative. It's paying off. Gallagher has been a wonderful left back, and he's benched 
Zanny Kolmanik, who to me was a great left back. He whips and crosses like no like no one in the team. And Zanny has just tasted the bench this season. I don't think we're going to see Zanny uh, start a game uh, anytime soon, honestly. Any meaningful game. And and that speaks testament to both Gallagher and Wolf. Wolf for having the conviction to play Gallagher. And Gallagher for being a workhorse and somebody who follows directions and somebody who just performs on the pitch. Gallagher has been a, a great addition on the, on the left-hand side. And then you have uh, the back two of Cascante and uh, uh, Gabrielsen, who Gabrielsen has been a, a also great addition to the team. That is a, a a win for me in regards to Claudio Reina and, and picking him. Gabrielsen has been a great player. Brings tons of experience in the back, which we needed. Uh, that you know, Matt Beezer was supposed to be that person, and obviously he retired. But Gabrielson brings a lot of experience and 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 uh, like seriousness uh, to the backline, which was much needed. Uh, especially because Cascante likes to be a little more uh, aggressive and and a lot more uh, risky. So it, it it provides a nice balance between the two. Cascante has been such an improvement. Uh, you know, he was one of. I remember the the preseason, uh, last season, our first season. I remember Cascante was for me like one of the worst players. And after the first season, Cascante for me was one of the most improved players of Austin FC. And I'm just really glad to see him continue that improvement. And he's been a phenomenal defender for us, scoring goals as well, which is very important. Um, and Nick Lima on the right hand side, I think that I think that is settled between Jimenez and Lima. I love my boy Hector Jimenez as well, but Nick Lima is just a fucking bulldog, okay? This guy, if you get into a street fight, out of all the Austin FC players, I want Nick Lima on my side. That guy looks like he has no fear. And I remember like one of the first games of Austin FC, Nick Lima was already fighting with like a San Jose player. Like in, in, within the first few minutes. This guy is just... Uh, a beast and he also puts in really w good crosses like the one that he did again uh, today he put in that really beautiful cross to Maxi Ruti who heads the ball and let's actually I've spoken too much let, let, let's let's watch some of the goals okay now this might get taken out on YouTube I don't know let's give it a shot uh, let's see let's see what's up here so let me go back Let's, let's watch the goals. And if you are just listening to the podcast, you can just actually just listen to the goals. But I'm, I'm still going to kind of uh, provide some commentary here. So I hope it doesn't get taken down. Um, let's see here. I'm going to hit play. Let me make sure that this is playing. Okay. Is it playing? Okay, there we go. There we go. So right off the bat, 
right off the bat there was uh and this is what i was saying like right off the get-go there was animosity between the two and that's exactly what i want to see for my team this was um the the goal by diego fagundes Drusi actually got i think this is the one where Drusi got uh hit and there was an elbow and uh it should have been a red card should have been a red card and and the refs just Actually, I, I think I said it was a penalty. It was a red card. This is the one where uh, Diego Fagundes scores. I mean, let's just let's just take a look There's at this. Oh my God, dude! Look at that Q2 Stadium going absolutely nuts. I mean, silky, silky. Look at that. Let's see. This is the bust up with Urruti where we actually got lucky for him not to get sent off. Right there, he, he hits him in, in in his foot. He kicks him in his foot. He steps on him. Look at this. Right there. He steps him. He, st he steps on him. Urruti could have gotten sent off here, honestly. I think he we were actually very, very, very lucky. Very lucky. Diego Fagundes, I love defending the team. Look at that. Four players got uh, yellow cards right here. I honestly lost track of who got yellow cards. But this is, this is like not what you want to see, but also what you want to see. Also, shout out to the guy right here with the cowboy hat. I think Ruti got punched in the nose or something. And that's where Taylor Twelman saying, "What is Maxi Rudy doing?" I mean, yeah, he could have gotten sent off. Has the quick throw in. He's thrown it to his keeper. The ball let's 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 keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep playing. Honestly, like hearing ESPN, I miss Adrian Healy, dude. Adrian Healy's the goat. Shout out to Adrian Healy. This right here, LAFC play. Gareth Bell blows it. Later, Bell. This is the play where Nick Lima, look at this touch from Nick Lima. Boom. Beats the defender. Beautiful cross. Maxi Ruti. Nice header from Ruti. Look at that. Great touch by Nick Lima. That header was placed perfectly. Perfectly. Look at this one. Maxi wins the ball by himself. I want to go back. He's coming in halfway through the line, uh, the halfway line, and he wins the ball back. Look at this. He wins the ball back. Ring passes it to Fagu. Fagu sees Urruti in the middle. Urruti keeps fighting, beats the keeper, slots it. Beautiful goal. 
LAFC just couldn't cope. They couldn't cope with Austin. Look at Fagu uh, picking up that pass and just Uruti not giving up. And almost that impossible angle. This is the goal from uh, Driussi where he just, Driussi just shows, look at this. Oh my god. Bro. Ur oh my god, Driussi. Look at this. Fago with another assist. Nutmegs. Driussi turns the, the LAFC defender and just fucking puts him to sleep. See ya. MVP. This is the, the LAFC goal. I mean, kind of a fluke, but Arango with a nice volley. You know, you can't. That was a good goal, actually. That was a good goal. He, w he was on the ground, gets up with a nice half volley. That was a good goal. And that's it. 4-1. We could have we scored more, honestly. But Josh Wolf. Josh Wolf after the game, uh, you know, Josh Wolf after the game getting the praise he deserves, guys. That's that's like the most important thing for me is it, he deserves all the praise. And I talked about it in the in the other episode. And I don't even if we had lost this game, he deserves respect. But now that we've beaten LAFC, I feel like. I feel like finally people are going to start giving him some respect. Even people like, you know, that are not Austin FC fans, I, I hope are giving him some respect after this game because he just he just after absolutely shredded uh, LAFC. Seven games to go. Austin FC six points away. For me, it wasn't just the win. It was the way, the manner. The swagger, the confidence, you know, how we destroyed LAFC. That, to me, is just so impressive uh, and speaks testament of this group, of this team, of this coach, of this ownership group. Uh, Austin is en route to be the most improved franchise in MLS history from year one to year two. Uh, I mean, it's been night and day. Austin now has 59 goals this season. Four, uh, three more than LAFC. Highest scoring team in the league. Drusi has contributed a goal or assist for 10 straight games. MVP. Drusi has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. This guy, when he came halfway through the season, he did more than Cecilio Dominguez had done. Uh, all season and and some Drusi has been for me the best player in the team the best player uh, I think in MLS right now honestly I think Drusi is the best player in MLS right now 
Um, this season, Austin has had also the best start of any team in MLS history. Uh, we absolutely destroyed the best team in the league. And guys, I, I don't mind admitting uh, that other teams are better than us. Obviously, I'm biased, you know, Austin FC. But I, 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 I give credit where credit is due, and I recognize when somebody's better. LAFC is clearly the best team in the league. Philadelphia Union, arguably the second best team in the league. But God damn it, if we're not close, guys. God damn it, if we're not close to being the best team in MLS. And that's just that's just straight up facts. Uh, which is which is absolutely crazy, coming from last season. Uh, it's absolutely just a remarkable improvement. Um, I, I I I just can't stress that enough. Uh, credit to Josh Wolf. Credit to the players too, man. I I criticized the players a lot last season because they put in some terrible performances, and that's just facts too, man. I don't care if you get upset. Some of our players last season were dreadful. And I think it was honestly like <laughs> our high quality players, quote unquote, didn't perform. And that showed. And this season, the difference that has been so far is our high quality players are showing up. And that's putting us, you know, 20 point difference. From last season to this season. Um, that's what happens when you recruit well. Um, and, you know, credit to the players. Credit to the players as well. I want to end with uh, the key factors for the win. Three key factors for the victory against LAFC. I already told you depth. Depth is important. Depth is you need it to be a, a a title challenger. And you know, when you look at the substitutions today, if I if I go to uh to the apps real quick to check the substitutions, it's night and day from last season, guys. It's just night and day. You we went from substituting um you know, having a substitute Rodney Redes to be a difference maker, to to do something different because we were losing the game. Rodney Redes, Jared Stroud, um, Mackenzie Gaines. Uh, who else did we have to uh, substitute in to make a difference? I mean, the, it, we, we were just, we were bone dry with quality. Let's be real. And this season... You go from having a really strong team to then taking out Danny Pereira for Johan Valencia, who hasn't played that much. He he was injured. He's back now. Glad to see him back because he was supposed to, you know, compete with Danny. And, and it's good that he came out of the 70th minute. I, I, I like that Josh Wolf made that change. You also have Felipe Martins coming in. Tons of experience, fighting spirit. The dude is quality. You have Washington Corozo, who is better than 
pretty much anybody up front last season, aside from uh, Driussi coming in late, and Johan Romagna covering Gabrielsen. So our our depth is just way better than last season. Miles better. Miles better. So depth for me is 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 a key factor for our win today. The other two is I'm gonna start with pressing. Pressing is a key factor as well because uh, Justin Maxi Ruti's goal, his second goal, it's a clear uh, illustration of the pressing. He wins the ball in LAFC's own half, wins the ball back, scores the goal. LAFC just couldn't cope with our pressing. And, and LAFC is a team that likes to press as well. So we beat them at their own game, uh, which is impressive. And the second uh, or third uh, key factor for me is difference makers. Like I was saying, our difference makers are making a difference. That's what a difference maker is. Pardon the redundancy, but last season our different our difference makers were not making any difference. You know, they were being obstacles to what we wanted to do. This season, you had, just look at the score sheet. You had uh, Diego Fagundes. Diego Fagundes has been a difference maker since last season. But you had Diego with a free kick, two goals from Maxi Urruti, and two, um, one, assi- one of those assists from Diego Fagundes, one assist from Nick Lima, and then a goal from Driussi, difference maker, from Diego Fagundes' assist, difference maker. I mean, that is... That is a, such an improvement. People who are getting paid to make a difference are making a difference. And that's what I kept saying last season. The people who are here to make a difference were not making a difference. And that, to me, when you combine those three key factors, give you that ass-whooping to LAFC. So that's been the episode today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, let me know if you want me to change anything uh, or, or or whatever. I'm not on social media, so uh, leave a comment on YouTube if it doesn't get taken down. Uh, leave a comment on YouTube, and uh, I appreciate all the love and support. Thank you, guys. I'll see you all.